0: Welcome
1: to the rant room. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I love that shit. Especially when you get with your guests and they sitting there shaking like this. I saw your little shoulders moving, girl. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Linnell? 2016. So we say that, Rosemary, because we don't like to say keep it 100. That's kind of cool Got it So we like We're just going to do Whatever year we're in You know what I mean It just sounds cooler <clears throat> So on this show We discuss entertainment TV Film Music Culture But our focus is always Screenwriting Stories Craft And you know what else Shit like that <laughs> See you can cuss on my I show I fit girl.
2: right into shit <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: good Good yeah, She got a body mouth Trust me okay. I heard her
3: I'm, I'm excited to
4: hear it <laughs> Cursed like a sailor.
1: <laughs> exactly. So you guys hear her voice. That's my girl sitting in there with us, Linnell White, sitting in for Le- Lisa Bolacaja. Lisa
4: Bolacaja, who's out with a bad ankle still.
1: Yeah, she hurt herself. Like I so. think
4: I know how she did it, though. What, <laughs> she did it? Okay. I think Lisa <laughs> tried to reenact <laughs> uh-huh. a move that Black Panther does oh in boy. the Civil War trailer. <laughs> this little spin kick motion. I, and I think that's how she hurt herself.
1: You got to tell Rosemary what the problem
4: is. Okay, so the problem with Lisa and I is, you know, Captain America Civil War comes out May 6th. Lisa has chosen a side. <laughs> I have chosen a better side, mm-hmm. Team Cap. She's on Team Black Panther. Which not really, not really <laughs> it's not team. even really a team. <laughs> it's just sort of okay, like, he that's her solo. boy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I think she was trying to reenact what he does in the trailer she hurt her ankle
1: she's trying to jump up on a tree like,
4: yeah do a spin kick in the air with both feet mm-hmm. and that's what happened so get well soon
2: Lisa that's what stunt coordinators are for.
4: exactly <laughs> see that's the
2: director talking right okay away. look yeah. she gotta go where's yeah. second unit at yeah. look <laughs> exactly.
1: so you guys hear her voice that's my new sis over there, Miss Rosemary Rodriguez. You guys, writer, producer, pimp, pimp, pimp woman herself. That's right. I said it.
4: That's right. <laughs> and most importantly, director. I said director. No, you said writer, producer, and then. Oh, did I
1: skip something? Did I That's not say director?
2: Right. I'm all of the above. Okay. It's all good.
1: Well, we definitely got to say director. Okay, director let's not first. get it twisted. Okay. I am or okay, how do we say Google a bitch? Google her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but don't call me a bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we got my girl, Rosemary Rodriguez here. So Rosemary, let's let's tell the kids just a little bit about where you come from and how you got into the game.
2: Okay. Well I, I worked for many, many years um in independent movies mm-hmm. and cable stuff, like every non union thing in New York City um for a lot of years. Is
1: that um, what that accent is, girl?
2: I'm from New Hampshire. Hmm. And my parents are from Boston, so ah, I grew
1: up with like Boston people. Two for one. Huh? Been <laughs> in New York for a long time,
2: so it's like a combo of something I don't know what. Um, but yeah, so I just worked like a dog for like non-union stuff and no money mm-hmm. for the most part, doing like all different kinds of positions from like boom to like one-person crew some mm-hmm. cable news thing to you know, sound mixing to shooting, to cutting, to casting, everything. Mm -hmm. And then in, and all along the way, at some point, you know, some point I took a little detour, fucked up my life, came back, and then started all over again. So when I started all over again, um, then I got into casting and stuff. So at one point I went to uh, cast a little (laughs) movie and went to Sundance with it. Mm. And, it was all teenage kids, as most of the movies that on mm-hmm. ants are. And so, you know, all unknown actors. And it was like the hit that year. Mm. Uh, it was called Hurricane Streets. Okay. And that was in oh, 1997. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, I had worked really hard, made no money. Then I fucked up my life. <laughs> and then I worked really hard for mm. no money again, starting <laughs> over. And then... And when I say no money, I'm talking about like, like you know, mm-hmm.
3: like
2: $400 a week kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. And sometimes, you know, working seven days a week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So really busting my ass and always trying to prove myself and always learning. But then, you know, going to Sundance that year, I was like, wait a minute. I really need to start focusing on my own dream. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't keep doing this anymore because I had been writing a script, I'd been working on a script for several years. Um, Writing, rewriting, trying to get it out there. But when you haven't done anything, nobody, nobody cares. And mm-hmm. you break through a couple people, you get a couple producers to read something, and then they give you really good, you know, like feedback. But they're it's too dark, mm-hmm. or oh, but they I haven't done anything. So it's always you know that part. So I got encouragement about the script, but not any money or anything like that. So mm-hmm. somebody told me, you know, you can get a hundred thousand dollars. You can get a film in the can. So was like, all right, I'm going to get $100,000. And this,
4: what time frame was this? We're talking late 90s. <laughs> early 2000s? is late 90s. Okay. So we, we're still on. Are we on digital yet? We were, we're on, on digital. Barely, yes. yeah, yeah. We, we, we were just started on digital film. for sure. Yeah.
2: I don't want to shoot digital. I want to shoot film. <laughs> oh. So that was a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So anyway, so at that point, I kept a little you know book next to my bed, literally a notebook next to my bed. Mm-hmm. Every, I live in a rent stabilized apartment in New York City. I mm-hmm. still do. And um, only now I have a house out here, too. <laughs> She's but rolling anyway, now. I just that in there um, for a little hope. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so I kept a little notebook next to my bed. My husband worked, paid the bills, and then I stopped working like an independent film because I realized I needed to earn some money. So mm-hmm. then I started production coordinating and, and doing things for corporate. Okay. Like for Pfizer, like mm-hmm. for a production mm-hmm. company that did all these meetings, mm-hmm. like if, if Pfizer or AstraZeneca or some drug company or, you know, some company was going to launch a new drug, for example, what they do is they take like thousands of their, like, you know, their their reps, their district managers, they bring them to like Hawaii Convention Center or they mm-hmm. bring them to Orlando or somewhere and they have put like a show together. They have entertainment. They mm-hmm, have educational mm-hmm. things about the drug. Um, you know, they do all kinds of stuff to um, to educate people and entertain them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, get them excited. Mm-hmm. Like raw, raw, go some It's so like, a like out. in like like a a weekend, house, a weekend, yeah,
1: weekend. in house, like an industri- industrial or something, like an in house.
2: Well, no, I mean this is thing, like a big production. This is okay. literally a few thousand people. It's trying it's to try reach, that take over. It's trying to.
4: It's, you try to reach the lowest levels of your employees. They come to the. the the weekend mm-hmm. And it's like You remind them Of what a great company This is And the, you But, but a lot, them. often
2: these were Drug launches yeah. So they're mm-hmm. actually Like higher ups That mm-hmm. were there So and I say that Because that was You know You have to do videos To support their speeches You have mm-hmm. to help them Write their speeches You have to coach them On how to do it You yeah. know it's a lot of stuff As mm-hmm. well as there's always talent There's yeah. You can't you're, believe you're the putting people. on an
3: event. You're putting,
4: but on you an can't event. believe yeah.
2: the people that come. I mean, they may do a little play about you know Alzheimer's. You, you know, I remember we had like Betty Henriette and Charles Durning like doing okay. a play. And mm-hmm. you may have Glenn Fry was there like doing music. <laughs> you know, there's big talent at mm-hmm. these things. There's a lot of money involved. So, anyway, I started working in that world so I could make some money and save my money. So, in this little book, I kept t- kept track. And when I got a hundred thousand dollars together. The last bit of it came when I got hit by a car, visiting my parents in Florida, mm-hmm. um, crossing the street, <laughs> oh, got no. hit by a car, had a little knee surgery, a little, like, therapy on my neck and that stuff. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then, you know, that was a little $48,000 change right So then money. that came. And then, you know, because it took me years to save mm-hmm. $60,000. And even though I was making money, it's all relative mm-hmm. because... When I say I went from no money to making money, it's still not that much money. Sure, so sure. it was still about, you know, seven years or something, seven and a half years of, like, trying to save wow. money a day, you know, day at a time. Just like <laughs> da, da, da. And then finally had the money and then was able to get the film shot. So got the film shot. Um, and I'd never really directed anything other than, like, following, you know, you know in my previous life like following my boyfriend around in a band, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the like romantic mm-hmm. like I'm in, New, I'm in New York and I'm high and I got a camera <laughs> on and I shoot my cute boyfriend on band, you know that kind of bullshit. So I was kind of only had done that kind of stuff. So, it was a big endeavor and I really was happy with my script and I had many readings of it um, and rewriting. So then we shot the film and then we shot the film and then we were cutting the film. And then we got into Sundance. Mm. It was like completely First miraculous. Film, okay. yeah, I love oh, it. yeah, completely yeah. crazy because I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite miraculous. It was. It was also very overwhelming. Can you, so, Can you tell us what the story is? Well, it's called Acts of Worship. Okay. Um, and actually, I've been thinking a lot about it lately, like listening to the political debates mm-hmm. and listening to the State of the Union address and stuff, mm-hmm. because heroin keeps being brought up now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a subject. And it's about heroin addiction okay. and stuff. So, you know, it's very relevant to, like, right now. Um, and I made the movie to help people anyway. You know, sure. it's right. not a message movie, right. but it's, it's a dark movie about drug addiction.
1: You have something to say, though.
2: It has something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, something real to say mm-hmm. and the actors are incredible so so anyway so i go to that move go go to sundance have a great time you know the cast comes we're like you know i'm blown away i know nothing of the business <laughs> i think maybe one time when i was really fucked up came out to la <laughs> you know like stayed at the jolly rogers uh-huh. like, which probably doesn't exist anymore like not even at the beach but like somewhere <laughs> off like on, you know some just really seedy place. Mm-hmm. And, you know like I really had no experience out here or with the business at all. Okay. So went to Sundance extremely naive and and without another script or any project because mm-hmm. my whole heart I mean this was like every bit of my being for so many years. So that was that's you know that's one mistake that I made. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm
2: and then you know got the film took a long time to get the film out there got a manager agent all that stuff and then you know went around the festivals to world to, like around the world to festivals was invited to all these places all mm-hmm. these countries mm-hmm. Um, I kind of picked places again. I wasn't a business person, so I like kind of picked places that I wanted to go to, mm-hmm. um, like countries I wanted to visit. <laughs> yeah, Cause that might so have, like, that, ooh, that South of France, have, I'll go it there. i
4: have been <laughs> the best networking festivals in terms. Like hello. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: a little vacation with my mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. That's great. Let's go to Portugal. Mm-hmm. Who gives but a? Fuck no one's going to yeah.
4: Portugal.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I mm-hmm. mean. I do give a fuck about Portugal, but business-wise, you know, I have you a lot. You
4: probably to work. have listeners in Portugal too. Yeah, no, I do no Portugal was awesome. Portugal, how y'all we doing? We
2: love you, Portugal. No no no. no, no, no. I love Portugal. As a matter of fact, what I what I got out of all the festivals and everywhere that I went around the world was a lot of people in my life that I love. So that does that doesn't necessarily translate to good business. But it definitely elevates the spirit. So yes. people in Portugal were amazing mm-hmm. okay. people. Mm-hmm. I mean, really amazing, special people. As was literally, we have people. I mean, I just was with people this afternoon that we met at Woodstock that mm-hmm. became like our parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's that kind, of, um, that kind of thing. Those kind of things come from films that you know, ne- don't necessarily come from directing television shows mm-hmm. um, or series. But, you know, they can. But, but making movies and, and, and people that go to festivals and that love movies are like another tribe. You yes. know, mm-hmm. they're very special people mm-hmm. to me. So anyway, having done that and then culminating with the end of the festival route, going to the Spirit Awards and getting nominated oh, for the right. Spirit That's Awards.
1: That's not bad. And
2: then going to the Spirit Awards. And you know when you show up. You know, as soon as you get through the red carpet Mm -hmm. and then you realize your table is just about in the parking lot, like half of it's in the parking lot, (laughs) you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to win anything here. So, you know, you go through that and that's fine. And we were nominated for Best Feature in the John Cassavetes Mm -hmm. um, Award. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, John Cassavetes is one of my idols, Mm -hmm. um, an independent filmmaker who made films in the 60s and 70s -hmm. and an actor very intense, um, very well, realistic. Have those scenes going
1: for ten minutes? wouldn't Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: very realistic. I mean, the acting yeah. is amazing. It's like real life, and so that Acts of Worship was very much influenced by his style hmm. of, of directing. So. I was really excited and honored. Like in Greece, it played in a festival in the John Cassavetes Festival oh, in, in the theater, John yeah. Cassavetes Theater, and I was like, oh,
3: "That's
4: yeah." Theater
2: named after him. So mm-hmm. now I'm like nominated for an award that's named mm-hmm. after. Him. I was like blown Full away. circle. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. right. That's how and life so, works sometimes, though. That's mm-hmm. how you know
2: it was amazing. Yeah, but. This is how life works sometimes,
3: in
4: tell Hollywood. It, tell okay, it, tell
2: it. so we are nominated. So they show a clip in the movie, and of course, we don't win because the only movie in my category that has a celebrity and it wins. Uh, Fine, uh, that's how the game works. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not only is like Nicole Kidman there and all these other people, mm. I'm like, wait a second, Academy Awards is tomorrow night. Why mm-hmm. are they here? <laughs> is, I was confused, literally, because again, I'm naive. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand. So. I get in the car afterwards, and I'm a little disappointed, but it's still fun. It was fun to be there and stuff, And but I'm definitely disappointed that we didn't win anything. you like, I put on um, a dress tonight. And yeah. the best actress, yeah. you know, and the actor was nominated. And it's I can so sense, like,
4: you're the type of person that wants to, wants to win. I want I mean, to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I definitely like want to win. There's it's, it's nothing wrong with that. No. I respect that. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm I definitely, definitely want to win. I'm the same freaking way. Yep. I definitely yep. want to yeah. win, for sure. So...
2: So then we get in the car and I call my sister because they televised them on, on IFC, right? Mm-hmm. So I call my sister and I'm like, Did you see us on TV? And she's like, No. And I'm like, What are you <laughs> talking about? You didn't see a clip from a movie on TV? Mm-hmm. She's like, No. Well, it turns out they didn't even air our category oh, because
1: it was wow. a small category. Loved.
2: So I was like, the Independent Spirit Awards did not air, like, the, the John Cassavetes. Wow. Were, like, I was like, mm. what? I was so pissed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was punching the dashboard. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. my husband and I have it out. We mm-hmm. have it out, like, semi-regularly, not so much. <laughs> but, we, but he had never seen me that mad. Really? Like, I was punching the roof of the car, punching the fucking da- I was, like, out of my mind. Yeah. I'm like, I hate this fucking business. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It was just like, I was just it, really mm-hmm. devastated. Wow. So, See, now so
1: now I'm anxious. I'm like, well, wow, how did you come back after I know. that? Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. then mm-hmm. I go
2: back to New York, and you know, I'm really upset and mm-hmm. really angry and bitter, to be honest with you. I'm like, <laughs> 14 months of traveling is not easy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. thing you learn is like, it seems like it's all glamorous mm-hmm. to be going to festivals, it's, and a, lot it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And this is 2001. Okay. Right. You know, nine eleven oh, happens. Yeah, right. a
1: lot of waiting at right. the airports and shit. It was
4: a
2: lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. it was very tricky, and it wasn't easy to be an American running around in the world. Okay. No. Sounds like it was, but no. as soon as we hit Iraq, as soon as we were like, "I'm gonna smoke them out of the caves," mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wasn't so great mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. like going places. So, whatever sympathy or or you know alliances we may have had from like having nine right. eleven happen. We kind of blew it after. Mm-hmm. And so I was feeling that vibe everywhere and people mm-hmm. want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. it was all, it was just stressful. So now I'm back home, back at my day job, <laughs> and I'm like not happy. And then I had applied to this, um, to go to this artist colony called, called the McDowell Colony. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with that? Mm, no,
1: where, where, it? where yeah. is it?
2: McDowell Colony is in Peterborough, New Hampshire, but there's Mm -hmm. another one that's called Yaddo that's in upstate New York, um, in Saratoga, New York. Mm -hmm. So these are two very prestigious artist colonies um, on the East Coast that, you know, New Yorker writers Mm -hmm. go there. Like very, Mm -hmm. you know, Thornton Wilder wrote Our Town when Mm -hmm. he was at at the McDowell Colony. So Mm -hmm. it's very highfalutin kind of places and… I don't know. I had just applied because I just wanted to go and work right on a couple, you know, go write, like at least six, write another six script. Weeks or
4: something. You yeah. go into like a cabin and you know, beautiful. Y- yeah.
2: And so, and I knew, I knew because I was at Sundance and cause I had a management agent and I didn't have another script. I knew that was a problem. So I needed oh. to go get it, write something. Mm-hmm. I needed to get away to do that. So I went. Um, and as soon as you know, I took the bus from New York as soon as I got picked up at the bus station by this guy um, in a van, mm-hmm. this older gentleman picked me up. We we're driving there to the to the colony, and he's telling me, I was going to be there for four weeks, and it's free right okay? mm-hmm. it's totally right. free
3: mm-hmm.
2: so he's telling me in the car, he said, "You know we're just so happy to have you here and he's like we just we just love having artists around first of all, he's calling me an artist, which <laughs> mm-hmm. like I just I'm so happy and grateful <laughs> that he's saying that word to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then he's telling me, you know, we don't care what you do. You can just sleep. If you need to just sleep for four weeks, we don't care. Nobody really? cares. This is your <laughs> sacred space you to do whatever that. you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, blown away. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Like, I don't have to deal with anything, just yeah. be and just have a space.
4: <laughs> <get away>? be <laughs>
3: well, honored <laughs>
4: as an artist. Some of these artist colonies kind of the deal is they'll let you stay there for free, but they sort of expect you to maybe do a reading or present your work at they some don't. point during your stay. Some of them are like that. Mm-hmm. So
2: Well this one you can do that mm-hmm. if you want to. It's completely yeah. your your choice. They may have open houses for mm-hmm. but what you what I found was like I was there for four weeks, I wrote two scripts like insane. They just okay. like came pouring out. I got to they come in the morning, you have breakfast. Um, they do have, like, communica- communal place where you sleep,
3: okay.
2: you know, main houses, but then you go off to cabins in the woods. If you want to sleep in the woods in the middle of nowhere where no one can see or whatever, that's fine. <laughs> Y'all go ahead. I grew up in New Hampshire, but that's not for me, yeah. okay? I want it only when it's daylight, okay? Okay, I need so, a bed and a, tub exactly. And a shower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I stay in the communal house, you have breakfast and then you walk, you know, walk through the woods and you have this beautiful cabin that, again, is far away. All the cabins mm-hmm. are spread out over like 26 acres. Mm-hmm. So you can't see anyone. No mm-hmm. one's near you. And at lunchtime, the same gentleman that picks you up at the bus, like, comes through. He comes. He... he Drops a picnic basket off of like homemade soups and like whatever they make, all homemade, amazing food. (laughs) Just lightly knocks on the door and puts it down Mm -hmm. so you don't have to talk to, you don't have to say hi, you don't have to engage with anyone. Wow! Just puts it down, leaves it there and goes away. And then at dinner, you have your choice to go and eat with them. or You Mm -hmm. know, you don't have to, but you go have dinner. And then you do what you want at night. So... You know, you end up having dinner with people that are sculptors and Mm -hmm, painters mm -hmm. and possibly other filmmakers or, you know, a lot of novelists are there and Mm -hmm. a lot of writers, you know, that are magazine writers. (laughs) Just all different disciplines. And then I'm there for four weeks and I am resting and I am writing. And then I'm realizing that every single discipline of anyone who's creating something, we all have the same process. Hmm we really do Mm -hmm. right we all go through the same struggles we all get stuck we all have Mm self-doubt we all criticize we all are hopeful we all have to do what we do otherwise we wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. you know we all have this burning desire so it kind of makes made me i took a lot of comfort in like knowing that and and at night i would just watch movies and just get inspiration and write so after that You know, and then I have two scripts, and Mm -hmm. then, you know, I'm like, what do I do with my life? Then I'm back in New York, and a a little anger comes back, of Mm -hmm. course. You know, (laughs) I'm like, why am I, how do I get to be a director? What am I supposed Mm -hmm. to do to prove to Mm -hmm. the world, right? I mean, you make a movie, comes out great, you're at Sundance, what more do you need? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it depends on what type of movie you make. True. Okay, what type of story you want to tell. And, you know, and... I don't live in this space, but it's tougher for a girl director. It's -hmm. just just a fact. So um, somebody tells me, one of my friends out here um, tells me about, well, actually what I did next was like make a plan to come out here, to rent an apartment, hang out here for like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it was two months or like four weeks or something like that. Um, And I wanted to come out here and just see what it was like see if my husband, who's a born and raised New Yorker, stand-up comedian, you know, mm. like if he would like it out here, mm. whether he'd hate it. It's um, tough. It's a hard transition. It's a big transition. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I didn't know anything about it here. But my goal was I rented an apartment in, sublet an apartment in Westwood.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We came out okay. here. And my goal was I want to learn how to have a business meeting. Hmm. Okay? I want to, hmm. like, figure out whatever, whoever I met at Sundance, if I could meet because I used to collect cards, mm-hmm. right, and from the festivals and whatever, and I'd always try to get somebody. So my goal was get a meeting, and once I was in the meeting, get another name of somebody I should meet yes, with.: That's smart. Mm-hmm. And then go into the meeting, and when I left the meeting, first of all, be in the meeting as an equal. Now, this is the kind of work I have to do with myself. Yeah, not feel like I have to kiss someone's right. foot mm-hmm, just because right. I'm there. Because right. sometimes that's how I felt. Like, oh my God, thank you so thank much you for, for giving me like, a
4: minute of your time. I know. When I've been in freaking Sundance. Dude, or just whatever. <laughs> I've been mean, like, you
2: know, my own, whatever your life is. We all go through mm-hmm, life things mm-hmm. that make us, you know, valid to everyone, you know, every experience. So, anyway, just to sort of go in with a little confidence and not, and then, and then you know, like try to get another meeting. So that's what I sort of set my mind out to do. And that was going, okay. You know, I wasn't making any solid headway, but I was having meetings and learning that. It was that simple. And I remember one day, like walking, you know, into the apartment. Is this too long a story? This is long no, shit, right? No, no, okay. Fine. Then walking into the apartment that we were subletting and my husband, who's like Nestor Rodriguez, he's like hyper crazy Puerto Rican, like crazy nutty guy <laughs> Always, uh, I walk in the apartment. He's just like sitting on the couch, literally just sitting,
1: really? hand,
2: like just sitting, like a little, like it was just so. Sounds so simple and so Like he crazy, was in a Zen space. But I knew
4: <laughs> he, had yeah, gone LA all, he had gone was gonna, all California. It happens. Dude, it, happens. Yeah. happens. <laughs> it happens to the best of us.
2: I was yeah. so happy. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, he's
4: so cute." The only thing he needed was like a latte in one hand and yes. a yoga mat under his feet. <laughs> it was amazing. A, <laughs> yeah. a candle, Seriously? candle burning in the corner. Mm. Yeah, exactly That's, right. This <laughs> exactly place does that right. to you. It,
2: but I mean, this is in a couple weeks, so. So anyway, I knew we'd be okay here, and I knew that you know we we would, if I had to move here, we could do it. So, shortly after that, I got so I was ready to come out here. And then somebody had told me about John Wells Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wells had three shows on at the air. He had at the time he had ER, Third Watch, and West Wing on the mm-hmm. air, and he had a fellowship for women and minority directors. Mm-hmm. And so I sent them my movie. It was really word of mouth there was nothing on the internet about it I uh-huh. couldn't find anything it was like mm. fun so it was it like a a brother program
1: and all that stuff yeah
2: it was a program but it was nobody really had programs mm-hmm. right, back then right. but he had it and so I sent them I sent the production company my movie tried to figure out who to follow up with I mean it took like a lot mm-hmm. I was calling every two weeks <laughs> you know for like six mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. to try to find out what was going on and and next day I know I get a call and and I re- really Up to this point, I had never watched TV. So then I get a call, I'm at my day job again, and then I get this call um, Can you come out to to Brooklyn, out to Greenpoint? You know, we want to. You know, meet with you or whatever. So I think it'll be an interviewed. But meanwhile, they were letting me in. So mm-hmm. I have this. Okay. So I have like Chris Chulak and Ed Bernaro and these people. On, you know, on the other side of the video conference call. Oh
4: wow! Were you prepared for that whole video telecom? Well,
2: thing? no, that because happened? I'd never <laughs> seen the show. Ah. So I, have, I never saw mad. the show. But I did whatever I could find online a little mm-hmm. bit about it. And then what I did is at my job, I just you know because it's, few hundred people at my job so i just like sent out a mass email Mm -hmm. anyone watches this show please talk to me or send me or whatever so i got a lot of like Mm -hmm. things to say and Mm -hmm. what to sort of like how to talk about it but really they didn't even want to hear about it they just wanted to tell me what i was going to be doing and stuff because they (laughs) already knew i was in Mm -hmm. i just didn't know so um so i got on third watch and that kept me in new york for like another year and then as director as yeah. a director. Wow. So they put so that fellowship, like the fellowships that exist today, um ABC mm-hmm. has one,
1: NBC, HBO,
2: NBC, there's a lot of them mm-hmm. now and without that fellowship, without John Wells, I wouldn't have any career. Wow. So.
4: so how did that program start? I mean, you you sent them your film, they mm-hmm. liked your film, mm-hmm. you came in, you did the meeting, then did you shadow a director? I shadowed okay. six
2: episodes. Okay. So, yeah. Um they put you on a contract for a year. You have to sh- like um shadow six episodes over the course of a year, but I asked them, can I please just do six in a row mm-hmm.
3: because oh, I just smart. want to get mm-hmm. done.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good that I did. It's good that the executive producer, let me do it that way. Um, Brooke Kennedy, let me do it that way. So I did it. And, um, and then they, they had the option in the contract. They have the option to hire you or not. <laughs> There's no guarantee they're going to hire you. So luckily for me, they op they exercised the option so I directed one in October, and then I directed another one in February.
3: Which great. And
2: I was really grateful that they gave me a second one because that was outside my contract. So now I'm just mm-hmm. like that was my first episode, you know, second episode of TV, but the first one like not that right. they sort of committed to a right. little bit or half ass, but um, yeah. And then and then my next job was um, then I'm like walking around the streets of New York one day, and I get a call on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And it's like Tim Busfield's office. Ooh. And he's the producer director of Without mm-hmm. a Trace. It's like, who's your agent? We want to hire you. I'm like, who just calls? <laughs> like, how does that happen? I don't understand. Like, and so they hired me on Without a Trace, and that was, be, that was out here. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, great, now have a job. In LA, I'm going to get an apartment in LA and I'm going to live right. in LA. I'll keep my apartment in New York, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to, and I just did it on a whim, or, mm-hmm. on faith, or whatever, just like I'm going to get a lot of jobs in LA. So can I can ask you a question?
1: <clears throat> Some of the other people in the program, were they also getting uh, uh, jobs on shows, or did you just do something different? What, do you, what well, happened that year?
2: You know, that's a good question. He doesn't have that many people in the, in his program. Okay. Over the years. Maybe, Jessica you, Wu was.
4: What did you, you get to meet them? John the, Wells and all them? The, no, the other people in the program, in the John no, Wells program. No, because yeah.
2: I don't think we were in it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think he had like one person a season. Oh, wow. You got to that one. And I think there were six of us all together mm-hmm. over the course right. of a few years. Okay. It wasn't really. It wasn't like. As organized how, how, like Now they, they have a no, class that, and yeah, they
4: bring in like seventy people at one whatever time. It yeah, it
2: wasn't like that at all. And they all do
4: like a group lecture together and yeah.
2: I think Julia Baer went through it. Jessica Yu went through it, and then I think there were some people that went through it that didn't finish.
4: Oh dear! That
2: did not go through. Well, everyone doesn't work out yeah. that goes through mm-hmm. the fellowship things. People sometimes
4: realize that's not what they want to right. do. Because so it is yeah. hard work. People, I mean, uh, directing a TV show—that's a grind of a day. I it mean, is. It's a long day. Mentally, it's ex- mentally exhausting. Yeah. It's not. You're right. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm.
2: No, it's not glamorous. Yeah.
1: My, my my mentor is Paris Barkley. Oh, and I yeah. I love Paris. I watch him come home ahead. after shooting. I'm <laughs> just like, he is gone. I'm yeah. gone after shooting for two or three days on little projects. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, try a week on a mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. network show mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, with all that shit yeah. going so on. And you've got
4: personalities and yeah. you've got actors who've been on season yeah. six, season And sometimes seven, he has to
1: go yeah. right into another show tomorrow.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, crazy.
4: Yeah. I try not to do it that way.
2: <clears throat> Only because, you know, yeah. But yeah, it was a lot, but it was, it was just, and when you, if you see acts of worship, you would see that it definitely is in the wheelhouse of third watch. Mm -hmm. You could see that the transition would not be very hard for them to think they might hire me. Mm -hmm. Although it's still risky to hire independent film director towards TV, not really risky, but from that Mm -hmm. viewpoint, you know? Um, But yeah, definitely you could see the fit. So
1: yeah. So you clearly learned a lot in this program, you know, shadowing uh, the directors and stuff. They, they got you ready. To do your first episode, do you feel?
2: Um, I honestly feel that um, directing is is doing. Yes. So I would say that really what I learned was that television is all politics. So what I learned about was the business side and the politics side. Mm -hmm. I I honestly can say I didn't learn about the directing side. I guess I did by observing. Mm Mm-hmm but what i saw was like a lot of directors go in and every director is different there's not one way to direct a scene yeah. so yeah. there isn't like a, a like hey you want to make these brownies then this is the recipe mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. use it isn't like that mm-hmm. so there really isn't a way to learn it because all i would see was like well i wouldn't do it that way so mm-hmm. what is you know right. that's fine but what i saw more than anything was directors interacting with crews and producers mm-hmm. particularly with the producers and so that was eye opening mm-hmm. and that was the part that um You know, it just made me realize I had to be a political animal in order to Mm -hmm. succeed. Okay. So that, which is a great lesson.
1: Totally. Yes. I know. Okay. No, that was interesting. I was curious about that.
2: Well, because you'd see directors Mm. go in that are very controlling, Mm -hmm. or maybe they were, you know, they were a DP or they were or whatever, and then they come in and they just like put the lens on. They just get in there and start telling everybody what to do. And I just slowly see everybody shrink Mm -hmm. and shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink because they're just being told what to do and Mm. barked at. Then I would see, you know, and then there was a, a female director that I shadowed. I'm not going to say who she is, but I shadowed her. <laughs> she knew what she wanted. She was a good director, but she was apologizing all the time. Ooh. Everything was like, oh, I'm sorry. Could you maybe do this? And, and God. I'm sorry. Could- oh,
4: and I was like, oh my, oh, oh my God. Oh, please ladies, And I think at the it. time,
2: I probably said I'm sorry for things too that I shouldn't have said I'm sorry for. Mm-hmm. You know, occasionally it pops out now. But she, that was a good teacher because that was just like, <gasps> Oh my God, yeah. she totally knows what she wants and mm-hmm. she's apologizing. I don't do that. So I learned those kind of things, you know what I
4: mean? But you're walking a fine line as a woman, though, I feel, in terms of you don't want to be the guy that's uh, being – like those two examples you just gave.
2: Yeah. You don't
4: There's want to be a the lot guy, of women that are controlling Because you don't want to be the too. guy that's controlling and bossy right? Um, because that, that shrinks your crew down and they just don't feel like they even want to deal with you. Correct. And then you'll get that label of bitch or bossy, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to a woman. It's it's like yeah. a negative trait to be sort of demanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you don't want to be the doormat who's like, Oh, I'm sorry, could you move that light? Oh, I'm sorry, you know, could we get her mic'd up? You know, like you don't want right. to be this shrinking violet apologetic. So mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to work on this balance, you yeah. know, walk this tightrope between these two things. Yeah. Which I think is really hard. Yeah, it's it's hard.
2: It's all. It yeah. remains. It remains political. Like I said, that's mm-hmm. what the deal is. So, and you're always a guest in television. So, right. you know. But I'm a filmmaker. I'm, I don't. You know. I'm a filmmaker, and that's like the end of the story. It's like. <laughs> so I don't. I don't want to be. Also, have people up my ass telling me what mm-hmm. to do, because mm-hmm. that doesn't. You know. That just. Then I'm just like.
4: Then why am I here? Then I'm. Yeah. why am I yeah. here? And
2: I'm being squashed. And yeah. then I'm not. You're going not going to get your best work right. out of me at all. Because I can't even literally, I just a part of me shuts down and dies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't do it.
1: Can I ask you a question? How do you handle <clears throat> going on a show? Now I know you guys usually have, you know, some prep, and then you have tone meetings, you have mm-hmm. all those things like that. How do you add your voice still in a show that has an existing look and style? And you know, how do you still find your voice?
2: Well, it's funny because you know my big thing lately. I- I'm going to actually. I've been writing a lot lately. I've mm-hmm. been writing, like, on Medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start my own podcast this Wednesday. Oh, really? What are you going to do? I was going to call it the Director's Chair. Ooh,
1: love it. Love it.
2: And, yes. And I'm bringing these up because of your question, mm-hmm. which is what I have found is I find that directors need to be elevated in television. Mm-hmm. I find that there's great writers in television, and there's great directors, and the directors are always put on the side. Mm. And the idea is, that's prevalent in the world is that television is a writer's medium. I think it's a writer and director's medium. Mm-hmm. I think it's a collaborative medium. I think that people take you know words on ink, you know paper, on ink, mm-hmm. and that's what they do. Great. But then they give it over to people like myself and other directors, that we see th- like we have other things that sure. we can take mm-hmm. that, and that's what we do. That's what we need to that's what we love to do is is collaborate and take take that those words that are on paper mm-hmm. and turn them into real life.
3: Sure.
2: So, you know, it occurs to me that the idea that we fit into something it's not really true. Okay. Yes, there's there's a look for a show. There's a certain thing um you know, there's a sort of template for the show, but there also is opportunity for creativity all the time. Okay, Who's going to watch something that looks exactly
3: mm-hmm.
2: the same? I mean, look, I just did a law and order, mm-hmm. right? And so I did it because I love the actors there. Mm-hmm. I love Mariska. I mm-hmm. love Ice. Like, I just, I really love them a lot. She's on he the don't, like to, She's he on don't the like to be Danny called mm-hmm. Ice. I love <laughs> LA, But I mean, I love them. I really love them. So well, Danny
1: Pino is my boy, too. So for, he used to be on the show. He used to be on the now show. Now he's on Scandal.
2: I love, yeah. I love him. He's going to be on Brain Dead, mm-hmm. the King's new show. So I love him, too. He mm-hmm. was great. So I love them, and I love Warren Light. Who's the executive producer mm-hmm. of the show? I just love him. I did Lights Out on mm-hmm. FX with mm-hmm.
4: him. Oh, yeah. Which I, I, I watched that show. I wish mm-hmm. it had stayed on longer. I
2: really love that I show. Love,
4: yeah. it, I was like, a boxing show? I'm in. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in. It was good. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's why I went there to like go hang out with them because Warren's leaving. Someone's going to go hang out with them. Even though that show has been on, look, that show has been evolving. That show my episode was completely character driven. Hmm. It wasn't a template hmm. of like what you it wasn't crime of the week. Oh,
3: okay, really?
2: It was totally different. So like even in a show like that 17 years plenty of opportunity okay. plenty of opportunity. And I have to say the other thing probably that I got from John Wells and his shows were that they were very director friendly and they were very much, week to week, you could tell different people's styles, and you could see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was still gritty and dark, mm-hmm. and the actors are still great. They still wore the same clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the same sets. Mm-hmm. But you could tell the different... You could just tell. Just like and you so, can tell
4: when a different writer writes an episode. Oh, yeah. You know, even you though tell. the showrunner is coming and doing their pass mm-hmm. and making the edit, but there's still nuggets of the the original mm-hmm. writer in that in mm-hmm. every episode. Right, Yeah.
2: right. So...
4: Like, I can always tell when Paris directs Mm something. I just can see it. As
1: soon as I might even Mm -hmm. know he was Mm -hmm. directing, as soon as I turn around, I'm like, oh, Paris was to direct. Like, I could just feel Mm -hmm. just how smooth, just smooth. But that's what I'm
2: talking about. So (laughs) that's why I think it's about collaboration. And Mm -hmm. that's why I've been, that's been my thing lately is like, wait, but it isn't just one person's thing. It's not just a director either. We can't do without great scripts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we all need to like start recognizing that, I think. Because I think that there's a lot of egos in this business, Mm -hmm. and I think ego and creativity, you know, just they sort of clash for me. I Mm -hmm. just don't really. Mm -hmm. That's the part that drives me crazy, the big egos.
4: So after Third Watch because um, you, you said you got the first you know you got two episodes out of there and you got the call about without a trace mm-hmm. so then you, you do without a trace are you getting more phone calls are you, are you at the point where you no, have to find I'm, an agent now because you well I already had an one? agent okay. right I
2: got it from Sundance mm-hmm. got an agent manager was already I think on my second agent that's like a whole other mm-hmm. podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. man I could like go off on I would like to hear a little bit of that, I that,
4: the, reason that. I thought, the reason I thought you didn't have an agent because <laughs> the without a trace people were calling you directly so I was like well if she they're
2: asking me who was my yeah, agent yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, I was at ICM.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, there's been so many agents. I'd have to really sit back and think all about right, all these okay. people. Um, but anyway, because I'm not the kind of person that stays anywhere very long. I'll give somebody a year or two, and then I'm right. moving on. Right. I just right. really don't have time. So That's fair. So it's fa- I think it's fair. Maybe it's not fair. Yeah. I don't know. But they um, treat you, um, treat you the same way. Eh? You know, I think we've so. both
1: been through it. They're like, well, really? I think it's been long enough. You know, really? I, mean, yeah, so I don't stick
2: around long enough for that conversation. Maybe that's what I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure.
1: I've had managers who decided to move in that they wanted to start producing now, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting.
2: Well, the first agent I got was like through someone at John Wells. They're like, oh, I used to talk to this person. They're in New York. So I go with her. Now I'm already in the fellowship, mm-hmm. and I already am get, I've gotten paid. And I'm like, well, I'll give you 10% of that anyway. Right, okay. just to that's like nice. have okay. like that's business okay. relationship. I think it's, I think it's smart. Yeah. It wasn't crappy money, let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like decent money, mm-hmm. right? So, well, I'll just tell you, it was like hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I'm giving her ten percent, mm-hmm. even though she had yeah. nothing. So I figure that's just to start things on a good note. It's let you know good. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. 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 She, she after didn't want to work after and that. And, no, nah, that's, months and yeah. months and months. I call her up and I'm like, I, I'm kind of like, I need some meetings with people. Nobody knows who I am. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Oh yeah, I'll set you up with some meetings. So then
1: <laughs> I was oh, waiting for you to finish the program, right? <laughs> she didn't even try that. One.
2: So then next thing I know, I I have a meeting like maybe a week later or something, and then I find out it's her best friend. That works at showtime that they go out all the time, like some, and it would accidentally oh. find out like, oh yeah, I saw them out at the bar last night. I was like, what?" Like, mm. that's just the first wow. thing I get is, like, her best friend. She's not doing I the I was work. like, dude, mm. that is messed up. So then so then I agonize again. <laughs> I don't know, and I'm a nice person. So I'm, like, agonized for a couple more months. How do I just fire her? Mm-hmm. I can't just fire her. Right. Like, what do I do? And like,
4: should I fire her if I don't have anyone else lined up? That's another question. Well, I think
2: maybe I kind of did, mm. or I don't know that I was worried about that mm. so much, mm-hmm. to be honest with you.
4: Um, <laughs> You're
1: already getting your own jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: you know, <laughs> no, I wasn't really. I needed help, but I don't think I wanted that weight but I didn't again didn't want to be harsh and I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing per se again, remember I'm still in New York I'm sure. not around people right. that okay. talk about the business right, all right, the right. time mm-hmm. New York is a different animal I'm yeah. like around people that don't even know what I do and, you know there's <laughs> no talk of agents you don't go to yeah. dinner and talk about what you've done mm-hmm. or any we're
4: talking about stuff. Wall Street and the market and you know, Asia, but, Asia. Yeah.
2: but I'm not even hanging out with people I'm <laughs> in Spanish Harlem okay <laughs> I am not talking about the market with anybody okay we're talking about just the hanging food, around, or just hanging out <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, none of that. Um, so, so, so then I call. It literally it takes me a couple of months to pick up the phone and call her. And I just like I'm like writing it out, and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, I think it's time to end our business relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I like you. I think you're really nice. Whatever. Oh, but then I didn't end up calling. Hmm. I realized that after I wrote, and stuff, I needed to go see her in person. Okay. Mm, okay. Because I'm going to do this yeah, like face a real to face. person. Yeah. Like I'm going to let like an know. Adult. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, Which is the very whole New York
1: though, right? <laughs> In yeah. your face. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but really nice. The whole thing was mm-hmm. like a joke. She did not care at all. Really? She was basically like, okay, cool. Just I hope you go do really well. Just um... have a nice... L-. There was no like... Well, maybe if we try this, or how about uh-huh. if I, you know, uh-huh. well, what if I do? Which I've fired people since, and they're mm-hmm. always like, "Well, why don't you come in? Let's talk, or why don't we do this?" Mm-hmm. Or, they try. Mm-hmm. At least she didn't they even make it. She was just like, "Oh, wow, have a great <laughs> <what?"> like literally, see what your husband do so well," and I was like. Okay, fine. I'm never going to agonize again. I'm yes. firing somebody. Yes. Mm-hmm. So everything's
4: a you, lesson. You put on yourself. Oh my god. When, this, you know, when she's just sort of bouncing in the wind, like mm-hmm. oh whatever. You're right though. Yeah.
1: Everything is everything is a lesson. Everything
2: mm-hmm. is a everything lesson. Everything is a lesson. I always love look at that. life like that. Yeah. Every single thing I go through, I just have to say thank you and just like learn it. Mm. So I don't have to learn it again. See, I don't want to go through it again. Yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it though. Mm-hmm. That you're supposed to. <clears throat> I mean, because I'm one of those people. I'm always telling people. Whenever they say, "Oh, I went through this, I went through that," and it's all the negative of right, going through it, right. I'm like, I guarantee you, there's something in this story that right. you're gonna grow from and learn. Did you still see it? Find yet? the positive right. in it. <clears throat> yeah. Find it somewhere. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Like, dig, what dig is deeper that thing? And
4: find it. Uh, and you
1: learned. That's I will never happened. take the agents like that. Now I know how to handle them in the event I need to let them go again. You know, so okay. I'm not sitting there agonizing yeah. for three, four months. I'm like, okay.
3: Well, <laughs> I mean,
2: I still, you know. I, I learned that a phone call suffice. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Do not have to do it in person. I'm on the verge of, well, email's okay, too. I'm not there yet. <laughs> 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 but I'm getting there, okay? <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, Email might yeah. be cold. I don't know. I I'm not m- there yet.
1: I think but. it might be a little cold, personally, but... But depending on what they've done for you, though. Depending on what they've done for you. Yeah, that would be even worse. (laughs) That's saying
2: you even have their personal number, okay? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what was after, where were we at?
1: Without a trace? Where were were we?
2: Law and Order. I did a Law and Order, Mm -hmm. a a regular Law and Order, The Mothership. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, I always, like, love the actors. So I met Dennis Farina was on. Mm -hmm. We became Uh, buddies. I love Dennis Farina. Oh, my God. We became buddies. I gave him a script afterwards because I want you know I knew he would love it because mm-hmm. he used to know Dean Martin and oh, yeah. anyway oh, this a- the movie that I have right now Silver Skies mm-hmm. and so you know he tried for years to help me get the movie made mm-hmm. now is the movie about
4: like the Rat Pack and no but one of, yeah, or- one of the characters
2: one of the characters it's a, it's about an over fifty five apartment complex mm-hmm. that's being turned into condominiums mm-hmm. and so the residents basically in the beginning find out they have thirty days to either buy their place or get out. Mm-hmm and it 's a community mm-hmm. and they know they 're working class people mm-hmm. they don 't have money just buy right. your place like so one of the characters um, has alzheimer 's in the early stages of alzheimer 's, so he goes in and out of thinking he 's Dean Martin sometimes, mm. so you know very much um, you know inspired by by my parents mm-hmm. and you know Dean Martin to me mm-hmm. is like the mm-hmm. coolest of the cool mm-hmm. like beyond so you know, I, I want to do that. So I knew Dennis, Dennis would connect on mm-hmm. that level because he knew him and stuff. And so, so you know, fast-forwarding through all that, that's what happens, you know, as a director, I always, I love actors. I always connect, you know, with great writers I'll connect with and with great actors mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, try to maintain those relationships, you know, as you move forward mm-hmm. in life because mm-hmm. there's so many assholes around that sure. when you meet the good ones, you kind of want to like, <laughs> I don't want to know them. Definitely. And I want to let go of those other people and never work with them again. Okay. So I got a long list of those, <laughs> those nameless people out in the world.
1: You know who you are.
2: They're very successful. <laughs> Some of them are really successful, sure. but That's anyway, sure. yeah. But it's good. But yeah, but then you know, I was on Helen on Wheels a couple of years oh, ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Love that one.
2: Love that a good show. I'll drop another name. Common. I feel like, I feel like Common, Common all-
1: really grew yeah. on so, that. Yeah, show. Common
2: is what a yeah. human being for real. He is an awesome guy, mm-hmm. and and really, and I had a great episode mm-hmm. where his like, you know, his wife, you know, like ends up giving the baby away. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's the episode mm-hmm. I got with him. So that was like heart wrenching. It was awesome. Um, but I'm up there, and you know, I picked a start date a couple weeks earlier with Dennis. Mm-hmm finally got the money mm-hmm. again took me years and years getting the money, the money together mm-hmm. gonna shoot this movie that i wrote all those years ago and i call him up and you know because i'm literally will like, go to scottsdale and see him like we became mm-hmm. i saw
1: him in scottsdale i was at the gym he was at the gym
2: yeah i mean he's mm-hmm. a great guy so so um pick the start date while i was on hell on wheels i'm up there and i get a call that he dropped yep. he was dead <sighs> Mm-hmm. I was devastated. That's why I was like hanging out a lot because Common's very wise, very, right, right, mm-hmm. very cool and was very helpful. And, she just um, called
1: him common, That's her cousin. You see, yeah, you see what I'm talking that's about a boy. I'm watching no, you. No, <laughs> but you know, it
4: was very it was have really a connect- I mean they have a connection because you got you had you were having a hard time. Yeah, you know? Well, yeah, cuz
2: yeah. I was my movie and then right. one of my friends died mm-hmm. and then the movie and then we had a big casting director who just literally like dropped out right oh, after yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god." And I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, Dennis Green and then I'm starting from scratch is different, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah, anyway, Lots of things happened. And now mm-hmm. we're trying to get the movie out in the world. So it's good. all good.
1: That was that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. that's a good start. See? Yeah. Dennis
2: kinda after he passed, I think, you know, we shot it like three months later mm-hmm. and it all like fell into place like magic. It was like really so cool.: do you mind so, me asking
1: who you end up putting in that role instead?
2: George Hamilton. Oh Really? Oh great. He's so he still good. still looks good, doesn't Yeah. He? No yeah. one would know <laughs> No one on the planet would know what a great actor he is.
1: Okay. Underrated,
4: huh?
2: so yeah. underrated. and he's sort of
4: mocked at times and mm-hmm. and, he, and he lives in that space mm-hmm. like he's
2: like he's really funny mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's really great at making fun of himself right
4: mm-hmm. I mean yeah, he makes an art of that yeah. mm-hmm. like he's
2: just and he's such a great but guy but don't be fooled
4: I mean in order to no. do that you have to be super super smart Correct. he is so super smart. skilled Correct. Yeah. in order to do yeah. that yeah.
2: yeah and he plays a character that go you know sometimes he's okay mm-hmm his name is Phil. His sometimes Phil's okay. Then sometimes he's like really confused and like really lost. Mm-hmm. And then other times he just thinks he's Dean Martin. True. Sure. Hmm. You know, so it's like three levels okay. of that character navigate gating that all the time and really he's amazing and i'm um, jack mcgee plays a guy who i'm um, jack mcgee from rescue me and the mm-hmm. fighter he plays a guy who takes his roommate takes care of him they've been buddies for a long time so he's sort of his caretaker and um just a lot of old folks marriott hartley barbara bain alex rocco who was mo green and the godfather mm-hmm. um dick van patten helped me make it and Fred Roos um, is the executive producer. Mm-hmm. He's the executive producer of all the Godfather movies, mm-hmm. well, so he oh, well. helped me get. This. He company. put the whole cast together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fred is mm-hmm. amazing. He just did Saint Vincent. He just shot a movie in Poland. He is like the hardest working mm-hmm. guy, and I'm so you know I feel so blessed to have him on my side. I mean, it's crazy. And Arthur Sarkisian is the other executive producer who does all the Rush Hour movies, the Rush mm-hmm. Hour TV mm-hmm. show right now. So, you know, just a Amazing group of older people that, you know, showed up for very little money, that put their hearts and souls into into this movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, it's, again, it's everything's a lesson. I didn't know. I mean, I wrote this thing all these years mm-hmm. ago. I had no idea all the ups and downs that I would be, th- you know, have gone through in this business. And and I'm one of the lucky ones. Mm -hmm. But like going through it all, and then having a window of time to hang out with people who've been doing this for like 50 and 60 years, right, (laughs) right. And they're showing up and just like driving themselves to set, bringing their own wardrobe, just Mm -hmm. putting their hearts into these.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: not for money. Yeah,
4: they're artists for love of the art.
1: Yeah, they're artists. It's on the page though. It's got to be on the page. They don't go all out of their way if it ain't. You that's know true. what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what happens
2: when you spend years of your life creating something. Mm-hmm. Which again, that's you know something else. I think that people are getting lost in is everything's happening so quickly, sure. mm-hmm. and TV, of course, is really fast. But you know, I think movies just take years. I think they're supposed to, yeah, to make them really great. Mm-hmm. And what we have now are a lot of not great movies because they get rushed out there. Mm-hmm. And they're also made just to merchandise products. Mm. <laughs> so, you know. Star
4: Wars. Exactly. <laughs> Not yeah.
3: talking to you, we Star all Wars.
1: All all what the all. hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then we went in on the Hateful Eight. Is yeah. Enough?
4: So, I oh, don't <clears throat> even go. I know. Yeah. Yeah we won't rehash self indulgent <coughs> <laughs> oh, talking no. about
2: egos oh my god no, so actually i think that should just been on broadway <laughs> i think it would have been great <laughs> on broadway interesting. I, that's interesting. I do i really think it could it would just it would have kicked ass on broadway mm-hmm. and i think that's where it belongs.
1: yeah it's just talking heads yeah <laughs>
4: yeah
1: you know what do you see in 70 just, millimeter you and you inside st- of a stage coach, coach for, 30, a, and, and a Dashery, for 30
4: and a haberdashery for
1: 30 minutes yeah. i'm like <laughs>
2: yeah. no but the dialogue is always great Mm-hmm. It's always great and it's always entertaining. So just put it on stage.
1: Yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed.
2: So what was? Go ahead.
4: Well, up. I was going to ask. <coughs> you know, so your, how do you end up getting? You know, with well, the problem with us is how do you get the next job? So mm-hmm. I was just wondering for you at this stage in your career, because let's move forward. You've done. I mean, you also do Rescue Me in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You were. I'm going mean, to do Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll pretty soon. Wow, oh. wow, that'll be fun. So, but how do you get your jobs? Is your agent? Then sort of pitch you to TV shows and say, "Hey, she'd be great for your show," or is it just word of mouth people? hope that that happens. (laughs) (laughs) In
2: my in my fantasy, I think it happens. Um, No, honestly, I think that um, you know, for the most part, I think for the last few years, you know, you go through a phase where you know, definitely the agents. It's difficult when starting out because you get. I thought two episodes first season. That's it. Four four episodes next, eight episodes next. Mm-hmm. It was not like that at all.
3: Mm.
2: It was like two, and then two the next season, mm-hmm. and then maybe two the next season. I don't remember, but it was like trudging. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then the strike comes,
4: mm-hmm.
2: right. you know, just when I really get on a Gets roll, some momentum. like I'm getting momentum. Goddamn mm-hmm.
4: writers, mm-hmm. going on strike! Fucking strike! <laughs> she want to do that.
2: Oh shit! And then, and then you realize, then you're not working for like almost a year right. I didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, wow, thank God I'm in the DGA and there's residuals. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And then you realize, wait a minute, after they go back to work everyone's out of everyone's Mm -hmm. been out of work so Mm and every all those guys all those Mm a-list they're all take they're all ready to go back to work Mm -hmm. so like oh shit still take time to get going from Mm -hmm. the strike Mm -hmm. you know what i mean for me so um yeah so that slowed it down but then then you get then i got to the point where all right it's all happening um and then it's like okay now i can not do as many episodes because I want to keep writing. I got to mm-hmm. keep creating. Mm-hmm. I need to leave room for that. And then you realize, wait, now it's not just like I have to get this paycheck because I know the jobs are going to come.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: have enough to know that it's okay if I do this. I know things are going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not like grabbing onto every job like a, it's life a little cushion jacket.
1: there. Right. It's
2: not. It's a little cushion, but it's just also just knowing that it's going to be happening. Okay. A little mm-hmm. more confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So once I'm that place, then I'm like, all right, then I can leave a little time to write and stuff. But then, then I'm as I'm working, I'm like, okay, now I can start saying no, Mm because now there's too many motherfuckers I don't want to work with. (laughs) 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 I can say no, and I also don't want to direct. That was one point. Like, no, I don't want to go back there. Mm -hmm. And then the other point is, I only want to watch. I only want to direct shows that I watch. Right. I don't want direct stuff that I don't like. Okay. That's I can I will like it while I'm there, mm-hmm. and I will always find what what I can mm-hmm. hook into sure, and sure. love. But for the most part, I don't want to do right. that anymore. So I haven't done that for a long time. Okay. And saying no has worked very well. So what happens in that process is building all these relationships again, because from the beginning, right? It's like I'm going to build relationships with people that I care about mm-hmm. um, and that I work well with. Mm-hmm. And so once you keep once that's the focus, then enough of those people are working so then i really just get those jobs so how much the agents do if there's like i worked with margo martindale on the good wife Mm -hmm. she tells me oh you should get on sneaky pete i call my agent Mm -hmm. hey i should get on sneaky pete margo Mm -hmm. said she's gonna call to talk to them about me or whatever so whether she does or not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But then I turns out I know the producer on the show. Mm-hmm. So then she gets in touch or I get in touch with her or something. And then my agent contacts them. And then, you know, so they help facilitate yeah. mm-hmm. things. Um, can we, yeah. can we
1: uh, just, while I have you, can we talk a little bit about Jessica Jones?
2: Oh, my God. I love Jessica Jones. That show. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> talk about style. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. just, I just love the way mm-hmm. it's shot. Every time I'm directing stuff, I find myself mm-hmm. taking steals mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just, just different steals and making a little book out of this shot. That's great. It's got so many just know, angles and it's beautiful. Can you talk about uh, working on that show at all?
2: Yeah. Well, I had done a show um, called Red Widow, mm-hmm. which was an right. ABC show with Rada Mitchell, um, Melissa Rosenberg. Mm-hmm created the show and so yeah and so she now creates jessica jones mm-hmm. and like contacts me again mm-hmm. she reaches out to me and i'm like yeah of course i would love to do that show and so she sends me the pilot and i read the pilot and stuff and then you know i'm like all excited i'm, I'm mm-hmm. in so then i go and read the comics you know mm-hmm. and and i love the character I just loved her. First of all, she curses, mm-hmm. she curses <laughs> more. In, the in the comics. comics. She curses. Yeah. Comics, She's yeah. fuck with this, fuck mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. you know, not on the show. But so I immediately loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately loved that she was fucked up and flawed and and not a from like superhero. a hell's kitchen type right. place. Oh yeah, yeah
3: it was it's, New
1: very,
2: it's a very New York, mm-hmm. show. exactly. Yeah. So I immediately loved it. And then um, you know, getting to to direct it and work with Marvel and Netflix, it was just like it was just so much fun.
4: Okay. That's great to hear.
2: It was just so much fun. I mean, it's a big machine, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very protective of their brand, as they should be. Sure. Um, and so I'm down with all that. I right. get all that, right. and that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't have problems with any of that. Nobody was up my ass. Oh. Um, I had worked with Melissa before, so mm-hmm. I think there was a level of trust. Um, and she was great to collaborate with. And, you know, I just... Marvel, basically, you know, they were there through all the means. At one point, you know, um, I think the day before I was shooting or something, you know, Jim Corey, like, the head of production there... He, he was in New York, and he came to me. And he just said, I'm just going to give you one word before you start. And I said, what's that? <laughs> and he said, graphic. And he just walked away, and I was like, fucking brilliant, man. What a great guy. <clears throat> like, that's all I define. Just a reminder, a little reminder if you to go out there. It's a comic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, get out there, play with the angles, do mm-hmm. crazy shit, whatever. Because when I got the script for Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. the one that I did, AK 1,000 cuts, it was like, all right, This doesn't really fit into the other ones Mm -hmm. so much. Like, it was like, oh, this is kind of a horror movie. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you guys went in on it that It was that, really that like a that's horror movie. Mm-hmm. And
2: so I was like, well, I haven't really directed a horror movie. <laughs> but I like them when they're good. And mm-hmm. I, in general, I like to push things as far as they go. So it was an opportunity to do that. And again, Melissa was down with that. Everyone was down with that. Like, let's make it mm-hmm. graphic. Let's make it violent. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is it's such a psychological game that's mm-hmm. going on through mm-hmm. the series between Jessica and Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. And it's so psychological, like a thriller, and it looks that way, you know, and it's mm-hmm. so dark and gritty and stuff. Manuel Biliter, the, the DP, does a great job. And so I felt like the episode, I was really happy to get this episode that I felt like it was gonna, I, I had an opportunity to physicalize hmm. the psychological drama that was going on. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, it really hadn't been physicalized okay. at all. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, and I really got to do it, you know. Between Hope dying, mm-hmm. you know, stabbing in the neck, mm-hmm. the hangings, the, you know.
4: Spoiler alert for you guys that have not. Oh, them bitches been, should have seen it already. It's out there. Okay, it's been out there true. for Spoiler damn near
1: six months. True, okay? You missed it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, they better watch it because season two just got picked okay. up in season <sighs> two. So that's pretty great. great. I
1: love the on that show.
2: So I was Holy like, that shit. was what was fun was about it. And then working with the stunt coordinator mm-hmm. on Christopher Place and working with, you know, Johan, the, the, the special effects guy there, and, you know, just the blood and everything that mm-hmm. you do. was just, you know, a lot of, you know, shooting stuff, planning it, a lot of meetings. And, but again, everyone was down with right. it being that. So that's what made it great, okay. you know, and fun for me. It was mm-hmm. like it was a lot of work. It was a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm.
1: How many days um, did you guys have to shoot that one?
2: I think it was, was it eight days? I think okay. it was eight days. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, I can't really quite okay. remember, to be honest with you. But, you know, I was like, hey, we shoot this thing, we do this. You know, there's so much going on all the time. There, mm-hmm. was, there was a lot going on. But, yeah, I had a great time. And then, you know, Kristen Ritter, David Tennant, mm-hmm. Rachel Taylor. I mean, Will Travel had worked with before on mm-hmm. Red Widow. Mm-hmm. Aaron Moriarty I had worked with on Red Widow. Okay. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and Kristen Ritter fucking love I her
3: love her. her
2: i know
1: i she's love her great. it was a big thing when she first came out that she was going to be <clears throat> jessica jones i she's was like oh perfect no the bitch her. can act what are you talking about <laughs>
2: she's perfect for
1: yes her.
2: she's yes. really perfect and she's one of the smartest actors i've ever worked with mm. she hmm. is really smart mm-hmm. really smart woman
1: i like, always feel her feeling things in the moment Like always on the verge of tears when it's necessary, but
4: never fully. Oh yeah, but she's like she's
2: like, you know, eating Pringles and like Mm -hmm. just hanging and then like boom, just like Oh,
4: she can turn it on like Oh my god, that's amazing. I just
2: like give her like one little direction or something and she totally gets it. Like we'll nail it perfectly. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I believe that. Juliana Margulies is like that, too, with mm-hmm. me. Like, we have that thing where, like, you know, sometimes I feel like I just look at her, and then she totally makes it. I swear.
4: <laughs> it's weird.
2: It almost feels psychic sometimes. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. Then she'll just, like, nail it, too. It's just really cool to have that kind of working thing mm-hmm. with an actor. It's, like, really exciting.
4: Because so. you did a lot of episodes of The Good Wife, so I think.
2: I've done, like, 17 yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
4: So, yeah, you're psychic with Juliana.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kristen was <laughs> almost like that. It was like she, you know, or just one little, I'd run in one little note, and then she'd just nail it and mm-hmm. we'd be done. That was it. Like That's she, great. Whatever language, because sometimes I don't, maybe the right words don't right. come out the right, right way or whatever. She just would get it.
1: We were just talking with James James LaRosa from um, Hit the Floor, and he was talking about when he directs on, on that show that the, um, he knows the actor so well mm. and they know him and the and the choreographer and stuff that they'll just be like,
2: can you just give me that? Mm, mm,
1: like they just don't know what the words noise. are and yeah. boom, they get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny. Yeah. That's nice funny. when that happens. Yeah,
2: I know it's good. It's really good. When that <laughs> Hopefully happens. you'll be back for season two. then. Well, I better be. You better be. I
1: know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so.
2: But again, there's pop. I have no idea what the politics, politics. are. Sure, you just yeah. don't know. You, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't assume anything right. in this business.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I would be very happy to go back. Well, heres It I wouldn't a, be on the list Jordan. of things, of places that I don't want to go back.
4: I have a general question. Yeah. So you're, you know, sitting here talking to you, you're a very smart lady. You could have, right. you could have done, you could have <laughs> like, really? done anything. What was it about? Cause you, earlier you talked about how you're making $400 a week, just grinding it out. What was it about film that was, so attractive to you to like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live on bologna sandwiches and get $400 a week and grind it out. Like what drew you in? Cause you could have done a myriad of things. You mean just in general yeah, with my yeah. life? What, what was it about film that you just kept going back? Cause even you said you were working in film for a while and then you mm-hmm. had sort of, you know, a, a Something happened in your life, mm-hmm. and, you, you, and then you left it for a while, and you went, then you went back to it. So mm-hmm. what is it that keeps pulling you yeah, back? Yeah, because something to kept this? you going for yeah. seven years yeah. to make that movie in the first place in general.
2: i, I <clears throat> That's just, I don't know. It's just mm. grace. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I i really believe that. Because directing is not like, you know, okay, I'm going to write music, and I'm going to play, play it on my guitar, and I'm going to play a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can paint a beautiful painting on your own and mm-hmm. do it. But like directing isn't like that. Mm-hmm. You need unless you're going to make experimental films yeah. then you need other people. Mm-hmm. You can't I can't direct on my own. It's just there's nothing. I need actors mm-hmm. and you know. So <clears throat> and if I don't write a great script then I need a great script. Mm-hmm. So you know, you need other people. So I think that's why I'm so just the collaboration is so important to me um but i think that you know i can't explain it i know it's a gift to know what i want to do with my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it's also a curse because it's something that is so much it's like look when i was really fucked up I literally didn't give a shit about anything about getting high. So I just like really got to the point where I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was homeless. I was fucked up. I lost contact with my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. I just like go for whatever. Now the whole time, one one time I I was out there and I went up to like Washington Heights and I was hoping that my a friend of mine that was up there. That we used to shoot up together, you know, it was like we used to do heroin stuff together. And then I went up there and I'm like just begging him, will you please let me come stay in your girlfriend's couch just mm-hmm. for tonight? Like I had nowhere to go. I just please let me just sleep because I was past like the sleeping on people's mm-hmm, couches mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. But he was like somebody I thought maybe, and he was like no. He came downstairs, wouldn't let me in the apartment. Was like I'm so, no, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? No, we can't, Tough I can't, love, huh? yeah, just whatever. I can't do it. So <clears throat> I remember standing there. It was many years ago, many, many years ago. And I remember standing there, and it was late at night, and I was just sobbing. And I was like, no, I don't know where this comes from. Just to answer your question. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I could just make a movie, mm-hmm. I know I would be okay. And that's oh, well, fucking yeah, absurd. That's yeah. absurd. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: deep. Yeah.
2: That's, I don't mm-hmm. know where that comes yeah. from. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. I'm homeless. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. so out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people you walk by in the street mm-hmm. that smells bad. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was me. And, like, why was that still inside me? And why did I think if I could get that out, I could be okay? Mm I have no idea.
4: Interesting. But
2: that's where it is inside me. Mm -hmm. It's that far. So at the same time, I was not one of those people that could be high and drink and have a career Mm -hmm. or shoot anything.
3: Mm -hmm. Because
2: that... Right. That wasn't in my wheelhouse. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I could do it for, like I said, a few years when I'm shooting my boyfriend in the band. But beyond (laughs) that, it wasn't going anywhere. You know what I mean? I wasn't wasn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. anyone who has, you know...
4: Did you grow up watching a lot of
2: movies, you know... I guess I grew up watching, like you know, in New Hampshire, we didn't even have cable really back then. You know, crappy cable TV or TV used to be crap. Cable used to, yeah, you used, to have to, you used to have
4: three channels, three yeah, four channels, and yeah. that was it. And yeah. So I
2: used to like. I always loved old Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, always, and um, and and you know, so I, I always loved watching movies. And I always loved like '70s movies. Mm-hmm. I loved, you know, Serpico, like French Canal, All those movies. I just even as a little girl, mm-hmm, little little mm-hmm. girl, I loved. I was just drawn to them. Always drawn to dark, mm-hmm. depressing. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> so I don't know, but, but that 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 thing comes. So that's the same thing that drives me now. So you know, it's like I make a movie. I had to wait all these. I'm just not going to stop till I'm like directing movies. And television, and my career looks like Steven Soderbergh's. Mm. I just can't stop.
1: I love that. Yeah. So it
2: might kill me, but that's my goal. Yeah. There's no female that has a career no. that I want.
4: No. It hmm. doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah. There's I no mean, female version of Woody no. Allen or. No. You know, yeah. It's, it's sad, but true. Yeah, totally yeah. true. Huh. So we need one, so you can be it.
2: Well, I guess maybe Nicole Hofsinger, sorta, is him.
4: I don't know. He does a movie a year. Well,
2: he does. She doesn't do that many. Yeah. true. but she's mm-hmm. done quite several movies, and mm-hmm.
4: nobody knows who she is, of course. That's oh, exactly yes. who, I know exactly who she is. You know who she is, yeah. right? The uh, G- well, G- I just G- meant, like, it's not like a, not not a the, the, Never Again film. something. Yeah. I can't. That uh, was, was his again? last film. That was his last one, right? Yeah, that,
2: that was, was yeah. <laughs> I can
4: see the screener. It's sitting on my shelf at home. I just can't remember the title of it.
2: Wasn't it Never Again? I don't. I
4: don't remember the name. I'll have to look it up Julia
2: yeah. Lewis dreyfus
4: mm-hmm. yeah, Who's excellent in it She's great well, in it Well, everyone's great in it yeah. Everyone's great in it
2: Well, I mean, I guess I just meant nobody knows her she's Meaning she's not the brand That Woody Allen Right,
4: correct Right. She correct. can't just Like Woody like Allen Woody Allen will just put a movie out And people just mm-hmm. People don't even know What it's about But you get a certain Bunch of people in New York And mm-hmm. actually all over the country Who are like, oh, well It's a new Woody, Woody Allen movie We're just mm-hmm. going to go see it Because that's, right. it's, it's a, it's that's a awesome brand, brand by itself Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: sure, sure, sure It's like because people always ask me, like, "What do I want to do? What do I want to be?" I'm like, "I want to be JJ J. Abrams," and I only say that not because I want to make you know sci-fi movies and all these others. I do it because I say it because I want to be able to go back from TV and film the way I want to, exactly. <laughs> like you. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. I want to just be able to do whatever fuck well, I, want I want to, to do. do.
2: I mean, I have ultimate respect for Steven Soderbergh because I feel like he. Does little. He did Bubble, mm-hmm. and then he did you know the Oceans mm-hmm. movies, and mm-hmm. he moves in and out of fluidly he goes, he goes what he wants. He goes back and does
4: Solaris after the Oceans movies. Right, yeah. like, you can't put him in a box. Yeah. And he goes, no. uh, yeah. What, yeah, he's he does he goes wherever he wants, mm-hmm. whoever his creative mind. And the Nick takes him. is like amazing. I love yeah, I've, I've heard, oh, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. What do, now? What do you have for
1: as a writer? What What are you doing television wise for yourself?
2: Well, I have a show. Well.
1: If oh, you can you can just story. talk, you don't have to get into the whole thing, but if there's something you can tell.
2: I have something in development where I'll be executive producer okay. and director.
3: Mm-hmm. Um that you called, wrote?
2: It's called Florent. It's not that I wrote. Okay. Unfortunately. I did put it all together and then oh, right. hire the writer. Mm-hmm. Um and it's with Alan Cumming. And it's oh. called Florent. It's at Showtime. So mm-hmm. hopefully that'll be happening. It's been in development for a while, but okay. it's still alive and well. Thank
3: God. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: And, yeah, and I have, you know, I have a half... But that's when you talk about agents and managers and all Mm -hmm. that. I have a half-hour pilot like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I have a, you know, that's a comedy. Mm -hmm. I have an hour drama. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love them. I think they're really great, and I read a lot of scripts. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I don't even think they... Read them,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Yes. True.
2: I just don't think they even bother reading them. Mm-hmm. So I think I may have stopped asking them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got new people, and I, you know, asked them again to look at it. But I don't have any expectations.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Everyone's really busy. Let me mm. ask
4: you uh, uh, about the current diversity programs they ha- do have for directors. Mm-hmm. We mentioned a few mm-hmm. earlier, like ABC has mm-hmm. one, Universal has yeah. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <sighs> mixed. I, I'd say I have mixed. Emotions about them Because sometimes The people they accept Have already had films At You know Tribeca mm-hmm, Or wherever mm-hmm. And then Other times I feel like Okay you get into the program And then you shadow A director And then I know I've, I've had conversations With some executives Who told me Yeah Just cause you You get to shadow the person But you don't necessarily Get hired To actually direct an episode So there are mm-hmm. a lot of people Out there who are In those programs And then never got to mm-hmm. Actually direct that's,
1: well, that's what you were saying earlier Some yeah. of those people Didn't that's correct. Succeed yeah.
4: So, I don't know if I don't know if it's it's if these things are helpful or or kind of limiting us, holding us back. Well, I don't think
2: there's any way that it's holding anyone back. I don't think Mm -hmm. so because, I mean, it's an opportunity to get in. Yeah. So regardless, you're on set, you're meeting some people. So I think, you know, I think it's tricky when you have have when you're on a bunch of different shows. And you don't have an opportunity to connect with the people on one show.
3: Mm. I think that was
2: an advantage that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was in New York, there were no shows in New York really then. Mm-hmm. Hardly at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything was out here. So, so I was just put on third watch, one show. Mm-hmm. So I was on six episodes of one show. Right. That's a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But having said that, no one on that show, like the person who hired me was Chris Chulak who was in L.A., Mm -hmm. who I shadowed once, who I just connected with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see him all the time. Um, Nobody in New York was responsible for hiring me at all because, in fact, the executive producer over the show when I was shadowing Mm -hmm. moved on. Mm -hmm. the time I was there, Mm -hmm. she wasn't even there. Somebody else was there. Mm -hmm. And that was a rough club. That was a rough Mm -hmm. boys club. Mm -hmm. And they weren't going to hire me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was really because of him. So, I just, it's always about building relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So, whatever fellowship you're in, no matter what you're doing, you have to focus on that. You can't, sh- and you have to also be a real shadow. Sure. At the same time, which is tricky, right? But that's why I said it's all politics. Because, like, you don't want to talk at the wrong time, and you Mm want to talk about yourself at the wrong time. And a lot of people make a lot of mistakes. I mean, I heard one person was in a fellowship and, like, gave one of the actors a script. (laughs) Mm There's. You can't do that. (laughs) But, I mean, people don't really... I don't know that they get... They're just not thinking, you know what I mean? And so... So it's tricky like that. I think, you know, sometimes... Some people don't belong doing certain things either. I mean, what am I going to say? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I don't. I definitely don't think they hurt. I think yeah. they can only help. And I know there's another woman, um, Zetna Fuentes, who went through the program, and she was a New Yorker. And I think she was like seven months pregnant when she got into ABC <laughs> Fellowship, mm-hmm. moved her family out here mm-hmm. at seven months pregnant to do the fellowship. Mm-hmm. She's soaring. She's mm. doing great.
3: Amazing. Good.
2: I mean, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And I think I may be mistaken, but I think she comes from the world of soaps. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just a totally different world. Sure, But that's the lengths you have to go to. How many people are really going to do that? Right. Be seven months pregnant right. and then move their family mm-hmm, out right. there?
4: Mm-hmm. Who's going to do it
2: and show up on set and keep showing up no yeah. matter what? And not when, take
4: you're, a when you're nine and a half months pregnant, yes. you're just waddling around on set. Like, <laughs> who's going to do that? You know <laughs> what I mean? But if you
2: want to be a director, so I think a lot of people are not really made to be directors, to be honest with you. Hmm. You have to like, you have to like just sort of intuitively connect with people and intuitively know that you're going to do no matter what it takes, you're going to, you're going to be a director. And so you have to sort of know how to navigate politics and you have to know when to talk and when not to talk, Mm -hmm. whether it's with an actor, a producer, real life, when you should be observing and not talking or, you know, you just got to sort of see, but... So I think the fellowship's not the problem. I think that mm-hmm. people, too many people think they want to be directors.
4: And they're not really cut out for it. Yeah.
2: I think so. Okay. And maybe that sounds harsh, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to weed people out, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of directors who aren't good anyway.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying. doesn't mean, mm-hmm. you
2: know. But the fellowship I got into, I mean, I personally think just the director's chair itself Needs to have some sort of standards or or ways that you're you're qualified to sit there. Sure. I got into the fellowship. You had to in John Wells. You had to have made a feature
4: mm-hmm. to even get in. Yeah.
2: So I personally think that okay. If you don't have made a feature and at least make a kick ass short, mm-hmm. you have no excuses now. Like, you literally, you know, you got tangerine that was made with an iPhone. I mean, <laughs> it still costs money. I don't care. That's like yes, a misnomer true. that it costs 25000 mm-hmm. It doesn't. But you can do something. You can make something. Eli's Fellowships, you don't even have to have made a short film.
4: Oh, dear. That's true. You trouble. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like. That's trouble.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're getting in because there's qualifications and stuff. But I personally think everyone should have made a feature before they get in. That's me hmm but maybe that's too hard for people I don't know
1: hmm. well on that note yeah.
2: I think that's a good place to stop it girl
1: <laughs> Look, lay them down with some game and go okay right there right there don't say nothing else girl let's the nails <laughs> yeah. well thank you very much we appreciate thank it. it was very that was very good there's lots of little tidbits in there yeah lots of, of, of what we call a game <laughs> in there, yeah. you know what I mean? So, thank you very much. So,
2: quick thank question you for you. Thank you for asking me, too.
1: Oh, sure, really sure. I really appreciate it. We met on on Twitter. Yes,
2: okay. <laughs> But
1: I did hear you on mix show, and I was like, I gotta have her on my show. She nice. is hilarious. Um, so, you're gonna be starting your own podcast.
2: Yeah, I am. I
1: wanna help oh. you promote it. Oh, nice. So, whatever we can do to our, <laughs> we're in over 80 countries and 48 states, so. Oh, I mean, nice. Okay, so it's world. on
2: We Play Radio. Okay. Um, it's called The Director's Chair, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have my first Launch broadcast on Wednesday, okay. February third. Yeah. Um, but it'll be up on iTunes. But you find it on We Play Radio, um, and I'm going to have Elizabeth Rodriguez who okay. just who's on Orange is New Black okay. and um, Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So she's going to like launch it off with me um, as it. my first guest. Love it. Happens to be my sister-in-law. As
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rodriguez name. That's
2: right. I figured, mm-hmm. why not? Um, and she was just at the SAG Awards last night. So I'm going to do that. And yeah, on Twitter, um, Instagram, at, at Rosemary Drex.
1: Mm-hmm. And she gives back to you. She's really good at it.
2: I'm good. I'm trying. I'm making an effort. <laughs> no, you
1: like right on. Every time I hit you, you get right back to me. I'm, so I I'm always cool. that. I'm making an effort. Definitely.
2: I'm just trying to get out there and connect with people. And just, you know, you realize that there's a lot of product out there. There's a lot of stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. And when people respond and they like, you know, mm-hmm. certain shows or certain characters, mm-hmm. and it's just fun. It's mm-hmm. just really fun mm-hmm. to be able to talk to them and be like, yo, that's so cool that you noticed that or that you like that. Right. and it's fun. Again, it's that's not politics. Right. That's just fun. Yeah. Cuz like, you know, I made the movie Silver Skies, also look for mm-hmm. Silver Skies, but we've been doing the festival route. And when you get with an audience, mm-hmm. and you have direct contact with an audience, which is what, you know, Twitter sort of allows, mm-hmm. is direct it's contact, mm-hmm. it's really awesome because I I don't do things to sit in a vacuum. I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. I do things to move people, mm-hmm. and so when it moves people, it's just so much fun. It's like mm-hmm. right, I'm a channel. That's what I'm here for. So it it, it works. Yeah, I love it's that. Cool. Yeah,
1: because that is why I do what I would do. Why I, why I do what I do. And people always say, well, why do you why do you spend all this time in here writing all the time and blah blah blah. And I say, you ever go to the movies and you like, there's a moment you almost the tears. Yeah, and I said that's what I'm trying to get from you. That, that's
3: just right. that one, that's you know, right. or
1: that laugh, or that whatever it is, right. but yeah. that, or that scare, whatever yeah. it is, that's what I'm trying it's to get. It's a human connection. Yep. Yes, yeah, yep. yes. So, what you? What about you, Linnell?
4: Uh, Where I'm can on, we find you? I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Linnell White. L Y N E L L E W H I T E.
1: That's right. That's that. about it. Okay. Yeah. And what you got to say about Team Cap and all that? Oh,
4: it's always Team Cap, Lisa. <laughs> we'll see Lisa when she's back next time. Feel better, Lisa.
1: She, all right. she put it in. Whatever. <clears throat> and I'm your host, <laughs> <laughs> Hilliard And You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guess. You guys can listen to the show Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, uh, please hit us up, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail dot com if you have any questions. And a uh, big, big shout out to all the countries. You guys know who you are. <laughs> I- I've been shouting you guys out like crazy. Uh, we're everywhere. So, like I said, over 82 countries. That's crazy. I can't believe
4: that. We love you, Portugal. <laughs> we'll make that call. All right, Portugal. <laughs> no, but that's true. I mean, people <laughs> all over yeah. the
2: world on Twitter, yeah. too, that yeah. watch The Good Wife and Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. So great.
1: And um, so we appreciate all you guys and everybody here in the States. You know, all 48 states. We're glad we're in all 48. We don't need 50, 51, 52.
4: What two are you missing, though? That, I'm kind like of making a check. face. <laughs> I have
1: to check.
4: Why I'm sure it's a southern be- state or Wait, something. I don't know. Wait, but why would you not be somewhere? I don't that a bitch? You see, yeah, how how the the you see how they do the no, brothers? No. Who I have look? in Alaska is not listening to the show? <laughs> Actually, we're in Alaska. <laughs> okay, so it so might be a state in Alaska. Or then it's Montana, then. It's Montana or <laughs> Wyoming. Because they barely have like any people that live there. Yeah, here, I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen Wyoming. Or maybe oh, it's just Washington,
2: question. D.C. They're no, really listening, in, but they're not D.C. a state. But they're not a state.
4: Maine, get it together. <laughs> no, we're in Maine. New Hampshire, no, yeah. New no state wouldn't do, Hampshire. wouldn't do us like that. No, That's we're gonna find out yeah, love, who are the, the two look, states. I think lack
2: you in. gotta go there in person.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All so right, great. trip That's to funny. Wyoming <laughs> it is.
1: So, you guys know how we're doing on a rant. rant, rant, rant. <laughs> we sound silly. Thank you so much, Rosemary. You rock, girl. Um, so join in with us. See, we don't we don't say keep it one hundred. We say keep it two thousand sixteen. So on this show, we keep it real We keep it opinionated We keep it what, everybody? 2016. 2016 Peace, y'all
4: Bye Yeah. In the red
0: room We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta keep it real In the red room All about the crap, screen, right fill my bottle up with lightning Up in the red room Before the stars come. There gotta be a dope ass Story on the page Let the beast about the cage That light about the dark Can you build the inferno From an itty bitty spark Coffee shop hustlers Rise with the cream A million other writers Same Hollywood dream Your pen and paper All like bullets in the gun Write what you feel Say what you want in, in the red room. room We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta So look, if you
3: guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm -hmm.